재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 A string of major accidents in our local subway network including the death of a screen door maintenance worker and four construction laborers, revealing glaring safety loopholes in the system and also the perils being faced by contract workers who are often undertrained and understaffed to exercise proper safety precautions. We've unfortunately had to revisit the issue of safety or lack thereof in terms of awareness and protocols uh, in the aftermath of the Sewell Ferry tragedy, but now it also pertains to our nation's transportation systems, construction, as well as the plight of these irregular workers. So give us your thoughts on what can be potential solutions, if any. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a Talk message by adding TBSCFM as a plus friend. We're very pleased to have joining us our friends for this panel uh, and especially on this holiday here in the studio from Catholic University of Korea Economics, Professor Yang Jun-seok. Professor Yang, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Also joining us from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies, Law Professor Hwang Jong-uk. Professor Hwang, thank you very much for joining us as well. Good evening, Henry. Professor Yang, uh, I guess first of all, I guess maybe this is something more addressed to our expat audience, but is it common practice in South Korea to outsource potentially hazardous labor that you would assume would need to have specialized training to subcontractors in order to cut costs? Well, uh, I guess it's a trend. I'm not quite sure if I would call it common practice yet, but it is definitely a growing trend. For example, the uh, uh, we have uh, nine uh, subway st- Uh, tracks here in Seoul, uh, and eight of them are owned more or less by the uh, city government, but they're they're run under two different uh, city corporations, city-owned corporations. One of them subcontracts their uh, uh, safety procedures. The other one does not. Uh, Having said that, though, uh, this... uh, the uh, trend towards subcontracting is growing overall and not necessarily safety jobs but uh, jobs which require either special skills or jobs which are really simple kind of manual labor type of things. They tend to be, I think, uh, more uh, subcontracted than most. And, uh, well, the uh, usual – and this is also an international trend. It's not just within Korea. Uh, uh, There's – a conversation about uh, subcontracting all over the uh, world in the advanced countries. So I think it's not unusual in that respect. Uh, And at least theoretically, uh, subcontracting actually can improve safety because they allow firms to really specialize in uh, safety. Now, whether this particular instance uh, is succeeded to do that, that's doubtful, but still theoretically it's possible. Now, Professor Huang, if we look at sort of, I guess, leaning on your legal expertise, but there are certainly legal liability and there is also moral liability uh, right. with these companies. And if, if they decide to, as Professor Yang meant, one might subcontract, the other might keep it in-house. But if they say, look, you know, it's unfortunate, it's tragic, but we hired these subcontractors and they didn't really do a good job, uh, does that – excuse, I guess some people might perceive it to be an excuse, does that hold water? It might not 
mean they're legally liable, but they might be morally liable, right? Yeah, I mean, legally speaking, you're, uh, as a company, your liability rises if you have an employee, but if you're actually hiring out a subcontractor, then your liability virtually goes away. An exception is made under Korean uh, precedents where even if you have contracted uh, your work out to non-employees to outside subcontractor, if you're specifically giving lots of directions, basically acting like an employee, uh, employer, then you can be held liable. But, you know, there have actually been losses related to not this you know, current subway accident because it's just too recent to have a lawsuit. But there were two very similar kind of kind of accidents related to screen doors. There were lawsuits, and actually, the bo- both courts didn't find the Seoul Metro liable for either of those accidents. That was precisely because you know Seoul Metro just subcontracted the work out. They didn't really specifically giving out directions. And you know, as that those examples show, basically this is a way to get out of the legal liability. Right, but uh, certainly not out of the public's, I suppose, scorn and anger, right? Just because they're not legally punished, they still will engender a lot of, I suppose, resentment and even anger. Sure. I mean, ever since 2013, this is a third very similar type of uh, accident that uh, people, uh, the, uh, the, where a repair worker was killed involving a screen door. But in the first two instances, although those inc- incidents were reported, there weren't similar kind of popular you know, outcry over how, how what a tragedy it was. It was just this recent uh, event just happens to be, p- pick up on a p- popular uh, uh, popular sentiment. So in a sense, I'm you know I'm glad that it has been brought up to the popular consciousness now. But at the same time, I guess the two previous workers are a little you know unfortunate yeah. that the public just didn't pick up on that. Yeah, and following up on that, Professor Young, in terms of this idea that look, if you're going to hire subcontractors, uh, these are things that are bound to happen and you can't just wash your hands of the situation. Uh, it seems like from what you were saying earlier that just because you keep it all in-house, if you hire full-time permanent employees, it doesn't necessarily mean you would avoid all of these safety mishaps, right? Right. Uh, well, uh, well, I think the first emphasis should be, well, if you look at the uh, tragic accident here, uh, the direct tra- uh, cause of the tragedy was that they were supposed to work in two-man teams, but they didn't follow person- protocol. They didn't follow protocol. Uh, the uh, person who uh, was killed was overworked because he had too much work to do. And there were two, part of the reason that there were too many repair jobs was that these doors were shoddily made because, well, uh, they didn't supervise it or they uh, bid it too cheaply. Uh, so you have all those primary problems to work with, and they don't necessarily depend on the fact that these workers are in-house or out-house. So at the first uh, – at the uh, the primary problem seems to be well why do they have these rules why do they have all these problems uh, that didn't get addressed and then uh, once you corrected those then we can look at whether the problem was also that whether the uh, employee was in house or out it does seem professor huang then uh, to i guess continue on professor yang's point with that is that look there are rules in place and if you follow the rules, I think most people will agree you can probably avoid a lot of these mishaps that we've seen so far. Um, He mentioned how subcontractors are a trend in other countries. It seems like in the United States, where even if you subcontract out a lot of work with construction or um, public transportation, there are going to be strict protocols in place regardless of whether you're a permanent employee or or contracted worker. Is there a sense you think this is going to be the... the (laughs) tipping point or or the straw that breaks the camel's back because we've had outrages over lax safety standards and and people cutting corners. Is this enough of a political, 
I suppose, impetus for a, a mayor like Park Won-soon who's taking a hit on this to, to actually um, go ahead and try to make some meaningful changes? Well, there are talks about um, bringing all this work that, had, that have been contracted out in-house now. But you know, do keep in mind that in the Seoul Metro's case, the reason that they subcontracted out the, the, this work in the first place was you know, Seoul Metro was regarded as one of the most inefficient public enterprises. They needed to cut costs. And part of the cost-cutting measure was to you know, uh, uh, subcontract out all this work. So uh, we are always in instances like, like this, I think we do need to look at the trade-offs. At the same time, I think uh, the politicians ever being conscious of a public outcry, there's now talks about within in this National Assembly about introducing bills to uh, to uh, extend the legal liability to you know co- companies like Seoul Metro that subcontract out safety uh, work like this. So uh, let's see what kind of you know uh, new laws might be might come out of this. Yeah, two points I want to make is that first they did have regulations and protocols, so even if they do pass laws, if they do not enforce them, I don't think it's going to be any good. And if you're going to enforce the laws, you're going to have to make sure that they're doable, not impossible set of laws that they cannot keep. Uh, And we can talk about the budget side of that or uh, other side of that later. Uh, The second is Professor Hong can uh, perhaps correct me if I'm wrong, but my impression with the United States system is that if you deliberately hired a subcontractor who you know he cannot do the work, then the person who hires that subcontractor may also be liable. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the uh, same thing in Korea, uh, or probably not the same thing in Korea, but that may be the uh, way it works in the U.S. Yeah, and we'll try to address those uh, legalities as well after we take this short break, continuing our uh, discussion on uh, why these accidents seem to be uh, occurring on a semi-regular basis, what can be done, especially, I suppose, also uh, just to improve the overall uh, livelihood of these uh, contract workers. Stay tuned. You're listening to Primetime.